Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You are listening to Is It, is it for, for Real? That was pretty good. This is Philip. And Katie. And Bridget. And hey, Katie, do you want to go ahead and introduce the, uh, the movie? Say yes. what we were doing? This yeah. week, we have the pleasure of reviewing the one, the only, Wooder Worlds. Uh, what? What did you say? <laughs> what movie? Wooder Worlds. <laughs> Where did you A world get of water. Where does Wooder come from? You know what? I considered changing my accent for a no. podcast, and then I thought... We all lose. Everyone loses. Question. This is, is true. Is Wooder yeah. accent, or don't you think it's really more part of an dialect? In oh, yes. That, like, uh, almost a different word. It's like saying submarine versus hoagie or pop and soda. It's like water and wooder. Wooder. Yeah, I guess the difference is it's like spelled the same. So it's definitely a pronunciation, but mm-hmm. it shouldn't be spelled the same because it's a banana's way to pronounce the word wooder. So often from whatever water. backwoods town you grew up in yeah. you had like a whole different alphabet is what you're saying basically yeah, right exactly <laughs> uh, all right um we'll be getting a lot into water later on um oh, anyways man. should we do like a drinking r- thing and every time katie says water we all have to take a drink yeah yes. up. Okay. Oh, yeah enjoy drink your beverage every time katie says water but don't drink and drive. What if mm-hmm. after every time I said it, we have to like debrief it and the podcast is literally like 13 hours. <laughs> <laughs> every time I say it, you guys are like, what? <laughs> I have to like, water. Oh. Um, all right. So yeah, this uh, recommendation came from longtime listener, first time caller, uh, Nora L. Um, yeah. Nice. And uh, we will... We'll get a little bit of a background and a synopsis from her. So, um, yeah, here we go with that. Okay, so the reason why I like Waterworld or why I chose it is because I actually like that movie, especially as a young like kid, like 10 or 12. And I, I never, it never really occurred to me that many, many people don't like that movie or that it actually was a big flop in the U.S., because I think it was pretty successful uh, in, in Europe. And I actually looked it up. It was much more successful in Europe than uh, in the US. So we actually all liked it and you didn't. So I don't know where this comes from. But uh, for the people who didn't like it, I think I'm, I'm getting back at you for, for watching 16 Candles, Prince of Thieves or One Crazy Summer. So I can tell you. No, actually, no, I have to say... My worst movie from Phil's side was probably a uh, time bender. I, I take that back. But going back to uh, Waterworld, so I, I can't really say why I loved it so much, but I watched it on the TV many times uh, in German, dubbed. And I think it's like all this together, the dystopian future thing, that it was a completely different world. And I think also that it was like, this, there was a kid being one of the main characters really spoke to me as being a kid as well. Well, with 10, I was definitely still a kid. I was probably at, like development of eight <laughs> this time. Um, but yeah, I just I just loved everything about it. I loved the action and um, the, uh, the all the characters. I thought the, the bad guy was a very funny character and I thought it was fun to watch. And then I also saw a live action show actually when I was around 12 at the Universal Studios uh, in LA 
which was about Waterworld. So they basically recreated Waterworld in a live action show, which is basically the, the movie. It was the same thing. But I saw it live. I saw like people falling into the waters and jet skis and um, planes even coming through fire. All of those things. Okay, going to the plot <laughs> because um, I'm running out of time. So the plot is pretty simple. We have this dystopian future where everything is underwater because the pole caps melted, which is, by the way, not realistic. Um, <laughs> but anyway, there's, there's just water and we have this one guy who has actually developed some guilds. So he, he already evolved in that world and he meets a woman and a girl um, in a very high action-loaded, peculiar situation where they all escape. And he's first very grumpy, but then he starts to like them and actually to really like the girl and then rescues her when she gets kidnapped from the bad smokers and blows up a tank. And then they all run up into a big um, air balloon and, and looking for dry land, um, which is the only dry place on the planet. Fun fact, it's actually the location of Mount Everest. And then, uh, uh, yeah, so they find dry land and they're all really happy at the end, but he is actually a man of the sea, so he goes back to the sea and that's the end. Good. Mm -hmm. All right. Wow. What a delightful summary. Katie, her, her native language isn't English and she knew how to say water. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny that I did wonder, like, could this movie actually be better dubbed in German? I was actually thinking that too. Also, that was just so lovely. Thank you, yeah. Nora L. Um, I have to say that I think Time Bandits is like the most German movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, just to say, like, if anything could be more German, it would be Time Bandits. That's funny. Um, so yeah. I, have I so, also have so many to say, thoughts about this movie. So many. I'm, I'm surprised. Good, I mean, yeah. not, enti not entirely, but I'm surprised that she loved Waterworld, but hates Prince of Thieves because they're not so dissimilar. But um, <clears throat> some of the same I reasons I didn't like Prince of Thieves are the exact same reasons yeah. I don't like Waterworld. Well, that's what, but like, yeah. And similarly, some of the reasons I like, some of the things I liked about Waterworld, I also like about Prince. But, you know, it might be depending on when you see it and like how much of the, your childhood you like connect to it. Yeah. Should we do our yeah. levels? Yeah. Yeah. Well, jumping off of Nora L's description, my my level is live action Waterworld mm -hmm. um, because I went to Universal Studios here in California um, not that long ago, and I don't like roller coasters, so I always like go to the live action shows, and I was like laughing about going to this Waterworld show because I was like, why did they they spent all this money on this like crazy attraction? But I have to tell you, that was like the coolest thing I've ever seen, and Nora was right. There's like airplanes and all these people on jet skis and people falling and fire and, and like, it's really cool. And I think that that live action water world is like a hundred times better than the movie. Um, <laughs> and so I'm going to, that's my, that's my um, like love of that is that like live action and not the movies. I'm going to pretend that was the movie. Okay. Um, I'll also give a level uh, based on Nora L's recap and then kind of what I already said, I will give myself a, Robin Hood at Sea level, um, because I don't think I've ever seen this. Actually, I know I have never seen it, but like it came out close enough to Prince of Thieves that I was aware of it and I was aware that like this was Kevin Costner's next thing. And I think I was always intrigued by it, but I think what happened was is it got so famous for its bloated budget and not living up to it. And, and then it got the reputation for not being a good movie that I felt 
like an idiot if I were to have gone to see it. So I just like ignored it entirely. But I was always like intrigued because I was a mm. so Robin I, Robin Hood at sea. Gotcha. I'm gonna put my level as um, evening shade balloon captain because um, like I, I, I've seen it a couple of times back in the day. Um, you know. I don't think I saw it in the theater, so I just caught it on TV a few times. Um, but I definitely like recognize the balloon captain who was on this show, Evening Shade, with uh, Burt Reynolds. Uh, yeah. I forget what the whole plot of it was. Um, but I vaguely remember his weird accent and like little snippets and stuff like that. So it, I had a loose familiarity with this movie, but had, had definitely Wait, seen it. Wait, yeah. that, that's that guy's real accent? No, okay. he, he does, he was just a really Southern guy. Oh, okay. Um, and he just, but no, I just remembered he had, in this movie, that he had this weird... In, just, unplaceable. Yeah. Guy, patois, or Creole sort of thing. Kind, yeah. yeah, kind of, right. Yeah. One thing I wanted to mention before we get into this movie is that I personally get very sick, but most of in general... And this movie made me seasick. Like wow. all that just like bobbing in the open ocean and like, yeah. ugh, it was not good for my tum tum. I'll tell you that. You should have gotten some little ginger candies. I know I should have had those. my those little wrist, my wristband. Oh yeah. On. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was like, what's that other movie? Like open water, open. The, oh, where the people about, like, just... two Peace Corps people. Yeah. What's that called? That one really made. Did they do Peace Corps? Yeah, it was it was based on um oh, I, didn't know that. I think two Peace Corps people, but I think they set this one in the Caribbean and it actually happened over in Australia. Huh. Uh something like that. But yeah. And they're out there like in it is called open water, isn't it? And they're just out there yeah. waiting to be eaten by a shark, basically. Yeah, yeah basically. Yikes. Anyways, back to <laughs> Waterworld. This movie. Um so yeah, apparently the ice caps uh melted and there's just not enough water in the world to do what they right that it did I even if the, all of it like appreciated yeah. that they just like got right to it at the beginning and they're like here's a picture and like here's one sentence about what happened yeah. well uh, what they do is in a world where the polar ice caps melt this happened yeah. and then you watch a you movie for three it. hours right yeah know, like wow okay just got right to the point we get introduced to pee drinking right from the get-go as well i but have a quote from annie icu um i wrote down pee purification and then i watched this movie with annie icu and she says this is why nora loves this movie of course nora loves this movie it's all a big rube goldberg project um and it's like as we're watching it she's like yeah this makes sense yeah more loving this movie it was fun so we we got to watch it through Nora L's eyes but... let me get Although... to the first reason why I don't love this movie yeah okay all right uh and it goes back to Kevin Costner's wet hair <laughs> I have such strong feelings about his weird wet hair and I knew I was hoping you would comment on that yeah and here's here's his weird wet hairline again not looking good no. not a good haircut and to top it off and i know we'll get to it he he considers himself a bit of a barber and he's giving other people terrible haircuts not good well, kevin costa i and we'll get yeah i think they went for like uh truth like really uh accuracy in like their haircuts and his like just awful hair and like also the haircuts he gives usually when they do that in a movie like the next scene whoever got this weird like butchered haircut looks like 
the best like pixie cut in the world. I think well, Nora actually, was saying that hers did evolve a little bit to like. Uh, a no, they all look like <laughs> Hampton cut. She had like a scarf that she yeah, wore. She, she had like... a scarf that she wore right here to do nothing. Yeah, it. It neither of the little girls or her haircuts were were great. Um, I, I think the girl is wearing a wig. Right. Yes. Like at one point they actually you can see it like move. I think like That's the guy a very crunchy. Yeah, like Dennis Hopper like slaps her and her wig like. Moves, but, yeah. <laughs> I also just I guess I don't get Kevin Costner. I don't get him as sexist. I don't get him as like a as like a like I I would rather see like you know somebody else do this role. Like I don't. He's my my my, my next note was why did I ever like. Um, but then I'll say I started out feeling like that and then I felt like he played a much more understated person than like Robin Hood you know I was like well I'm glad he like calmed down like I like Dennis Quaid like he like I don't don't want like I think Kevin Costner is like a poor man's Dennis Quaid yeah but I was I was like thinking the same thing is like oh you like Dennis Quaid but you don't like Kevin Kevin Costner Costner. (laughs) he's just like a beefed up Kevin Costner but yeah Poor but that's why. That's great. Well, yeah. Anyways, we we get. You may not like Kevin Costner, but you sure should like his boat because it was pretty freaking awesome. It was like yeah, a trimaran awesome. with like all sorts of telescoping yeah. booms, and me being a, a sailor man myself. Uh, true. Um, true story. You know, true story. I was sort of geeking out a little bit on things. Well, so, yeah. Some of them completely unnecessary and what? just with would not work in a saltwater environment. How does a catamaran work in terms of below deck? I don't understand like how it seemed to have such an expansive below deck area, but like it doesn't look like it does. It's just like two tubes floating on water. I don't understand that. Basically that's what it is. I mean, it of course is movie magic. Yeah, his Um, is a little. But but generally they they can be pretty big in just those tubes that are in the the water because they're just completely hollow and then you can have your cabin right. and all all sorts of quarters down in there. Keep your knickknacks. Your knickknacks and whatnot. Um, so I know. Well, I'm gonna let you guide us through this, Philip. But um, I just I, I know we get introduced to dirty people. People look very dirty in this movie, and there's no. Yeah. Dirt. And so I just want to know about. Well, I think they're oily, but I also kind of wrote that as like there seems no excuse to be that. Oily. Dirty and oily. Well, like the all oily people, I get it. Like the the smoker people, but like right. the, the other the people. sailor people. Right. Yeah. Like, why well, is the dirt? Right. I think it's what just sea. Dirt. I think it's just salt cake. Crustiness and yeah. and suntan. And yeah, tan. So dirty. But also, I mean, you think of the little atoll that they go to. The biggest feature on that was like the body, and I assume shit like dumpster that they had for everything so but it is a good point like without like dust in the air right Right. like there's no dust or dirt it's interesting interesting no i yeah also i I had to do a lot of research about what an atoll atoll was and then i thought it was spelled a-t-h-o-l but that's a-t-o-l-l yeah Yeah, i think so or does that have an e at the end because i think sometimes People mistakenly says atoli. Atoli. No, I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> atoll. So uh, never mind. Atoll. I had a bed for dinner. Atoll is like also um, like a corn drink in Spanish. It's like a hot corn drink. Oh. Y- yeah. Yum. Yum. Kind of. It's not my thing, but people really like yeah. it. Yeah. 
Because I like rice milk, but corn drink doesn't sound like People great. do love it. It's not like yeah. some test of strength, but it's not my thing. Anyways, uh, so we get sort of an example of how badass he is when a guy like steals his lime tree and then the smoker shows oh, up yeah. and he's able to, to salvage his knickknacks that he had in the sort of bag in the sea, escape the smokers, and then take out that other guy's uh, mast, which he pretty much killed that guy for stealing his limes. Oh, yeah. Yes, I, I guess that's the law of the sea or something. Yeah, that is a kind of a comment I have where, like, the law of the sea and um, Kevin Costner's moral compass, like, I know he's supposed to soften as the movie goes on, but it's a little bit everywhere. Yeah. Like, it's like... I don't know how lightly he kills people or violates yeah. people. Very lightly. I guess very just lightly. very lightly. And then and then there's just like some like I just like don't know why they, he just doesn't kill those two women immediately. Like I know. throw them off the boat. Like I just I don't understand. Yeah, it. he talks about it so much and he's so mean about <laughs> well, it. I'm like, just he, do it and end the movie. He did. I he, think he, when he threw her in, he was gonna be fine if she died. There. Yeah, yeah. I just, I guess, I like didn't understand why he waited. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Is it to show that he has a little tender side inside of his leather pants? Maybe just like if you, if you, he kills you if you cross him, and if you don't, it's not like he has some like thirst for murder. It's just he, that he's willing yeah. to do it at the drop of a hat. I guess. <clears throat> I, I think it's all sea law. Like he's just basing it all on this tome of yeah. nautical laws that he has. Yeah, and he just follows that code. So there, there are a lot of things in this movie that made me grossed out. Um, and the biggest gross out of them all is the human Funeral muck. <laughs> dead people compost ooze. That is gross. And that has to smell so okay. bad. <laughs> it's right in the middle. Like, why yeah. not keep that? You don't need to. You're protecting that in your, all of your gates. Just have it outside. You no, know? Why, why not, not just, why not just throw people overboard? I don't understand. They, well, they want to, because they're basically composting it. Oh, yeah, they're okay. Something to grow. Like, that's why they have that whole growth area, like, in the middle. Oh, I didn't get that. Like, trees. It seems like a really such. important plot. Okay, I get it. Now. Yeah, because that's, like, how they're surviving. I didn't think about that either, because I'm like, what's up with dirt? Like, why? But the idea is, like, yeah, you have to have dirt to grow things. Uh, I, I do mean, have a note. When Kevin Costner gets there and he shows them it's dirt, and he shows them by, like, taking a fistful and just, like, throwing it in the air, and you're like, conserve it what's happening right. it's like worth so much money so valuable yeah. yeah it was so weird um so then we meet ginger fabio who i'll refer to entirely oh my god i had a note that oh. he was like dario from game of thrones and that's basically the same thing <laughs> the the poorest man's dario. oh the poorest i had a note that those two guys are like captain hook and smee just like steaming <laughs> in the corner it's like what are these I th- and i thought though so i thought that that was the movie villain and i'm like give me a break me too. like i, I am like, not the villain and so it makes the- a lot more sense later his hair definitely wasn't wet though you know it was just 80s no. knockoff band his hair was uh. not only not wet he was like going to the like dirty salon every day to get it rolled in curlers and like set underneath of a hip blow dryer yeah. so he could like what be is, perfectly quaffed what are the salons that just do yeah. blowout or what yeah, are they called I don't they have a na- yeah like a blowout salon a dry bar yeah. Yeah, exactly. What? He's definitely they they had a blowout <laughs> salon at uh, the tanker. Definitely, he's going there yeah. every day. He's, he does. Every he is day. talking about like taking baths and fresh water. Like he is. Yeah. He seems to be living the life. 
Um, but they're drinking like ecto cooler from from the bar. Is that yeah? <laughs> what is it? It's water, I mean, isn't it? It's what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but isn't that what yeah, that is? Maybe I'm gonna be so drunk. <laughs> God. I know that's the least um, water part of it. Yeah. I just assume it's that their ability to contain water is so bad and they don't have like good filters that it, that's what they produce. Uh, I, my Nalgene and Peace Corps, I would just forget about it and constantly drink out of it. And every once in a while, I would like look at it as, as I'm drinking and then realize the whole inside was green. Mm. And, so, and so that's what I, I sort of think yeah. they were. Absolutely. I had that same experience. It was a nightmare um, cleaning it and like watching what, how many paper towels I had to clean it with. But, um, I just can we like talk about <laughs> Is it triple horn? Triple horn. Gene triple horn. Yeah. Which Who, just seems, it's a made up name. It, it can't be yeah, real. Yeah, that's like if somebody, like, if the like cops stop you real quick and ask you, the Gene Triple Horn is my name. <laughs> yeah. She should just be called Gene Triceratops. <laughs> anyway, she has uh, the most impractical outfit one could wear in post apocalyptic waterland, which is a skirt yeah. um, cut with slits and a tight corset, which we learn later you can take off in one movement. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I had a lot of questions. I mean, I have so many questions about this movie and the world, but like, um, it, I, the costuming. I was really paying attention to the costuming because I enjoy that and I enjoyed yeah. it in this movie too. But it's like there's so much metal, and I guess I'm surprised there's not more plastic. First of all, right? To make I was stuff. thinking that because it's like surely you would surely there'd be plastic floating, and that it seems like, never goes away. Yeah, it never goes away, and it's like a lot cooler than metal. Like building a boat out of metal and then having sex on it. By the way, seems uh, really oh, yeah. uncomfortable. A it's bird, like having yeah. sex in an oven. Oh my god. Um, but the other like the hats that everybody have, <laughs> the only time they use plastic is to magnify the sun on their face, is what it I seems know. like they, they make hats out of plastic. I wrote, what do those hats do? Well, they don't shade you for the sun. I think they would literally fry your face because right. it would be like a magnifying glass, right? Or, although, that one, not all the hats were like that. There was the one guy who basically first turned on the Mariner, and he had like a wicker baseball cap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was amazing, yeah. One guy has just like a pot or a colander on his head, which is like time bandits. <laughs> time bandits. Then at the end, the girl has oh, like yeah. a cardboard triangle <laughs> oh. on her head faced away that you have no sun protection. I don't understand she, it. She had the weirdest hats. Because at the very, very end, she's got this like fish skin, like no. mesh together hat that just... And then I was thinking, like, maybe this is not, you know, I assume that in a post-apocalyptic world, we're all about practicality and essentialism, but maybe this is a style. Like, I don't know. Is this a style? I also have questions. I mean, I just have a full note that just says Kevin Costner pants. Excellent. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which are just pinstriped, like. And a little see-through, I think. See-through. Yeah. It's like every other color is see-through. Um, and it what is like, the fashion? Why is there fashion? Yeah, it's what tricky. What is even the point of fashion when you don't have water? That's, that's, What's the that's point what of I... life without fashion? <laughs> oh my God, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, but, right, it seems like Kevin Costner just wore his um, outfit from Prince of Thieves for the full, like, five years in between yeah. the movies and then just started it. And then I have a note of, like, 
can you make clothes out of fish? It seems like it would just pull apart. Well, you don't know what kind of fish they have because that one fish that I saw that gave me nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you could shit, eat it man. and wear it. I, and I guess if people are mutating, then fish are mutating. So, and shark skin, you can have like shark skin boots, right? That's a thing. Or right? shark, a shark skin suit, right? I, I think I know. That That's is what we just, call it. Is that like that shiny look? Shiny. So maybe shark I'm making up boots. shark skin boots too. I don't know. I don't know. But I was like, I was just looking it, at his, at Kevin Costner's outfit at the end in particular. I'm like, the reason that we don't have fish scale jackets. Because they stinky. Yeah. And they would, I think they would just come apart, but I don't know. Anyways. Uh, so they realize that he is a mutant and oh my God, he's got amazing. little gills behind his ears and then web toes. Gross. And, and then they decide he's not going to get lynched, but they're just going to murder him yeah. right off the bat for yeah. no reason. Why all the gill hate? Like, why? I think they're scared. He's different. He won't sleep with that woman. Yeah. Man's child. <laughs> There's a, oh my God. There's a part at the end too, where the wizard, which is what I call them, um, right. the guy in the, you know, the wizard basically says like, oh, it's very human of you kept to, you know, and then Kevin Costner was sad and defeated. So I guess like there's some like ill hate, like some mutant hate, but that's part of the movie that they just really don't give us much of. It's like, now, is he the only one? He must not he, be because they knew to call it a mutation. Was he born that way? Like was his mom a fish and yeah. his yeah. dad was a human? No, I, so. I, I Probably a mermaid. Is he is a merman for sure, but like, he, I think, I think the implication is that um, this has been so long after Earth as we know it that uh, humans are starting to mutate, much like the finches and the Galapagos, to like fit the environment. So he he's not can't the first one. Be a merman. He doesn't have a full fin. Well, he's he's not a he's, full merman. He's like one sixteenth merman. His dad but was a merman. In no, some ways, an alternate no. title for this movie would be merman. merman. Because I don't. Because it is like. It feels like it couldn't decide whether or not to be like an action hero movie where Kevin Costner is just a full-on superhero or if it was more of this like post-apocalyptic like um, pontification on the and I don't know it felt like it wanted well, to do both. They usually do both. I mean I, we've been we were re-watching all the Mad Max oh, movies this and movie they is generally yeah and they they do both in those. Yeah but um, the people aren't superheroes you know like they're they're leading men and women, but, like, they don't have, I guess, like, Charlize Theron has that. Yeah, yeah. I guess. But anyway. Uh, I feel like this movie was made at, like, the height of, like, ski-doo fascination mm. in the United yeah, States. Totally. Or, like, I just remember, like, yeah, like, the early 90s. Like, oh. is this from the early 90s? <laughs> it's 95. 95. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's like, I just felt like, especially growing up in Maryland on the on the water, that, like, everyone had a jet ski, and it was oh. just, like, just like jet skis for everyone, and then you know it just carried into this movie. These yeah, like I think you're right. synchronized jet skiers. Very. But I also I also think they reworked it backwards from the Universal Studios live action show because all the stunts just looked very choreographed. And while I never saw that one, we would go to the like water skiing. Uh, demonstrations at Callaway Gardens down in Georgia, and it was a lot of these like jumping off ramps. Um, yeah. Also, I, yeah. so they had the skiers being pulled by a, a plane, and they jumped them off a, a ramp. <laughs> Very to drop, fancy. To then just drop them in, like they didn't land. Drop in there. They just sort of flopped. I yeah. know. Why drop do them. you have an airplane? Why the plane? Just, 
drop them from the airplane. Yeah. It yeah. makes no sense. Why also, do you have to have that ramp? I oh. also have a question about, um, I guess this ties into fashion. Like, why did Kevin Costner want iron boots so bad? Like, yeah, he has he these just, iron boots that, they're like... Ski boots. They're ski boots. Oh, yes. But why did he want... Down a mountain or water ski? No, there water, were, like, ski no, they boots were, like, that looked... Oh, yeah, you're skiing. right. You're right. And they looked kind of just... I mean, they're just super heavy, so I guess they're not iron. But, like, right, why... Why are those advantageous on the water? Like, it seems like... It would they're just not. sink. It would just like sink you to the bottom. I guess it just protects your feet. But he has like fins. Right. It, it's maybe it was to hide his feet. Oh yeah, you might be right. But then I think they're also really hinting that they're above Colorado or above Denver. That's because later they have the ski lifts and yeah. the skyscrapers. Yeah, yeah. The I think the skyline that they go dip down to see is supposed to be Denver skyline. So how come but, in these like post-apocalyptic because like in the Hunger Games like they spend a lot of time around Denver as well. That's like where the capital is. Oh really? I wonder like why they why that. I mean it is the there. middle of America. I mean, don't tell people in Denver I said that, but it's not like middle America, but you know, it's like the center. It's no, it's neither coast. I okay, know. so wait, so wait, what did Nora say? Like when they find dry land, where is it? It's Mount Everest. It's Mount Everest. Is that, so, is that really far away from Colorado? Yeah, it's Nepal. Yes, yeah, it's for sure. Very, so, very it's kind of the opposite, but I will say maybe it was strategic in that that's probably in the U.S. anyway, if you're going to center it in the U.S. It's one of the, you wouldn't have to dive that deep to get to Denver. That's true. Because it's a mile right. high. Yeah. So maybe right. they actually thought about that. Yeah. I didn't think but of that. That's it take a good longer point. to get to dry land. Okay. Well, I know yeah. they're flying with with Gregor, the the wizard. The wizard. Gregor. Gregor. Um, um. So are we at the like big battle scene? Basically. Well, yeah, we we're talking about it. Yeah. I, uh, so there's a few things in there that I want to talk about. Okay. The uh, the flag semaphore children. I <laughs> love them. <laughs> love the them. What? The lifeguard children with the semaphore. They're just, like, oh, yeah. Just the halftime flag team out there just giving it their all. Yeah. This is and, a very Mad Max, like, fight, like, action scene. It's just so chaotic and, like, crazy. So I, crazy. Yeah. I love the smokers. Just everything about yeah. them is so over the top and amazing. Like the little pig man who's shooting that gun and just gets so smoky and just, he's so focused on shooting that gun. One of them's Jack Black, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. the airplane. He was a oh, pilot. Oh, yeah, 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 right. And then the guy with, like, the um, oxygen tank. I feel like, because I think it's the same cinematographer as Mad Max. They, like, love just giving people random oxygen tanks. Well, yeah, well, pe people didn't smoking. know. They are yeah. very literally smokers, that's yeah. for sure. Um, I named, um, the bad guy Commodore Codpiece, and that's how I referred to him for the rest of my writing, which is a lot to write, um, but I committed to writing Commodore Codpiece every time Did I he, mentioned him. I didn't notice his Codpiece. Oh, you didn't? Because yes, it was Dennis Hopper? very large yeah. and metal, and then in the first time you see him, he has, like, such, like, I don't know, regalia? I don't know what you call it. Right. Like, so Regalia. many pins yep. and 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 stripes, like he, it's like an abundance. So I, that's why I called him Commodore Codpiece. Um, oh yeah, um, now I see it. Yeah, I mean, I I notice his medals a little bit more than I do his codpiece. It's his medal. It's a big metal like cup, basically that covers his junk. Yeah, that, uh, uh, that's a better picture of it. Yeah, okay. Now that he's um, standing. Yeah, it's I see it. Thin, so. It's big. It's, yeah, big. it's very big, very much a 
part of his silly character. Um, and he loses his eye, and it's disgusting. Yeah, and he, like, really leans into that. And hilarious. That whole scene with a pain in the <laughs> eye and just... Oh, my God. Um, that reminded me of Game of Thrones, like, with Joffrey's painted eyes that oh, he, like, yeah. put on his face. Like, it, I enjoyed that painted eye scene. He and then just much. does it look good, and everyone's just like, yeah, yeah. It just, everything about it is, like, everything. Everything is like sewn on, on very outside. grossly. Uh, it's, it's crazy. It's great. He did not have dissolving stitches because he had nope. that on there. They were there forever. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Fishing line maybe, I guess. Well, I, and right before that, I guess, is when Kevin Costner reveals that he like is a merman. Like the way that he swims, you yeah. know, yeah. like underwater, which totally reminded me of like Cabin, cabin Boy. Cabin Boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I saw it. I'm like, it's Cabin Boy. Um, Just the way he, uh. Yeah, it's because it's like right at the top of the water, like, brrr, like, yeah. And then later he does freestyle, and I'm like, why is he doing that? He's going. Oh so yeah, when he falls slow. in, he did that like awkward sort of drowning freestyle. Yeah, I know. It's like this guy. Who is he putting on this show for? But yeah, no one. Um. So we learned. That's when we learned that Ginger Fabio is a bad guy. It's like a. Bad oh, we guy all spy. knew he was. A bad well, guy. we thought he was a bad guy, but he wasn't saying it. Sure. Sure. We saw through his ruse. I mean, do we need to, so then there's like a whole thing and like the door's closing, the door's open, they're on they the jumping away. on the boat. Yeah, and, he, so yeah. yeah. This movie is three hours, so we, we need to keep makes, going. We yeah, keep, yeah. He, ma- he makes a deal with the lady and the girl to let him out, and then they t- he'll take it with him, and they, they do. Um, All right, is it time to talk about her, her map? Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, tattoo? Yeah. Like, what? That, like... Why couldn't somebody just like draw it and get over it? Like it's not very Wait. complicated. The tattoo, yeah, it's like it's like a circle with like a mountain and an arrow, and everybody's like, "We have to have the map to the dry land." And you're like, "You could just see it and then draw it and then leave her alone." Like why? The one you guy, right, exactly. and the one guy does have a picture of it, right? Didn't he draw it? It's totally weird. Like you're with this girl for eight years, and no one thought to just drive like draw it down and when she's captured they're like let's skin her back what just also, draw it just remember when they, it when did they put it on her and i know from I mean, knowledge of tattoos as you like get bigger or smaller your yeah. tattoos like oh morph good and call stuff like that and well, she, so she probably had it when she was two if that but yeah right because that's a whole part of this movie that's unexplained Right? It, it's a dumb plot point. <laughs> yeah. But so what is, we, you'll tell me what happened at one point, right? Because like when I was watching it, Annie was like, wait for it. And then when they got to the island, they didn't really explain it. So what do you mean? Well, like, are we supposed to believe that she was born on that island? She was born on Mount Everest and then they gave her that tattoo and then they shipped her out for some reason so that she'd come back. Yeah, oh yeah God, I, guess I didn't so. get that part. It's, yeah, it, that's but, like, not a great plan. What? Oh, is that why she can't swim? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. Although you should know how to swim. Or is that plot point just so she can have a daddy-daughter dance in the water with Kevin Costner? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, Uh, I think that was, it's both. Because I think that is why she didn't know how to swim. But she must have left that island with two or three. And she's like eight now. And living in in a trash hole on the water. Right. <laughs> She's like, not for me. Swimming, not like, for me. What irresponsible no, parenting from Jean Triplehorn. Right. Like, I'm going to go. Yeah. That ooze. Right. She's going to go. That's the only other thing she can spend her time doing is go sit by the ooze or you go <laughs> swim with your friends. Um, but then 
the giant weirdo sharks do oh, yeah. put a thorn in the side of me, I guess. Like, I was like, ah, oh, that does suck. Because if I thought that one of those things might get me, I might be a little more reluctant. But they... Yeah. Or at least the hour that Kevin Costner knew. Yeah, totally. Yeah. He, or you really, um, his, like, human bait thing was, I don't know, yeah. dangerous? Unnecessary. He's not figured out a better way to do that? Right. Oh, my God. Um, uh. I also, in thinking about the linguistics of this movie, I like there's so much about this movie that I feel like if they, when they made it, I was like, were they trying to go for a trilogy? Because a lot of it is kind of like unexplained, like the whole language thing. They're like, oh, what language is he speaking? And he's like, da 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 da. And you're like, okay, well, why is everybody else speaking English? It's totally weird. Um, yeah. And a note I had about that is uh, Dennis Hopper at some point says like, stop all the tractor pulls. And I was like, that's a weird phrase to have survived. Um, maybe a thousand years after there were tractors. Like, it's just an interesting, like, they don't attempt to change the way people speak or accent, except for the wizard. But I assume that they were having tractor pulls on that tanker. Is that for re- really? I think they were doing, they, they probably weren't tractor pulls as we envisioned them, but because it was such a society based on fuel based entertainment and action. I think they were doing something with cars. Mm, that's uh, true. They kind of, yeah, they pulled each other. Well, so this is when we learned that uh, Kevin Costner is a really big jerk because he's just like mad at the little girl for coloring and wants to throw over the walk the end, like is mean and being triple horn takes off her clothes in one fell swoop and he's like, <laughs> I'm not into you. But like, come on, he hasn't seen like a naked lady in a while, so yeah, that was he's, nice he's got a banging bod. Fish, yeah, maybe. Oh, maybe he's only into fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say uh, though, that little girl is kind of the worst. Like, sure. Which ugh. I chuckled there. I don't remember when exactly it was, but it basically you have it where the kid waves at someone and then he just smacks. I like that part. What are you thinking wow. about? She's waving. <laughs> While you shouldn't hit kids, oh, you can, la- you can laugh at it when they do it in a movie. I, I mean, I really was fine with her just getting thrown off the boat. And, <laughs> See, and I disagree. First of all, I like that actress. She's in Napoleon Dynamite. I like the actress. <laughs> um, but I was just like fuming about Kevin Costner's hair for like the first three hours of this movie. And she says, I told you, you wouldn't be so ugly if you cut your hair. And I was like, she's the voice of reason. She should have told him that in Robin Hood and she should, should have told him that and she did. And that's when he cuts her with a knife. Uh, yeah, machete on I his guess metal I, boat. I just wish that the girl and the woman could contribute anything. I mean, I know they're not sailors, but they really just screw up left and right. Like, woman, like, shoots that harpoon and gets the yeah. plane, and, like, they don't know how to do anything. And then, at the end, Kevin Costner jumps off that balloon, and before he, at, right after he jumps off, he says, tie, tie this in. And, like, I would not trust Jean Triplehorn <laughs> to tie me in. Like, no, she she's has like, proven, she's got to tie a knot, are you kidding me? And she can't do it in time. Oh, my God, everybody else is like, tie it, tie it, tie it now. Does <laughs> anybody else do it? Like, oh. She's like, I never learned. Take the body here. Yeah, they are just like worthless. And Uh, in this world, I just don't see them lasting more than ten minutes on that boat with him. Like, I don't think that they would last long enough to have his heart warm. It's got to be other people that are better at stuff that warm his heart because they're terrible. Uh, Yeah, I hate the whole next scene where where there's like the the man who's clearly not doing well, and then he wants to like 
sleep with a little girl and the mom. I don't understand. I'm really grossed out. I'm just super creeped out. And then Kevin Costner he... just trades them for a piece of paper. And I right. I think Why they were. Go ahead. Paper. Why paper? Paper's worthless. I think it's more of like a pleasure. I think like we the don't paper? have it. It's what it seemed like. He was like smelling it like a psycho, and like it was Maybe all like paper. Like needs to wipe. No, he just I felt like it was more it of a off cu- in the water. Uh-huh. I felt like it was more of a curiosity of like look, but to like, like let a woman be raped for a piece of paper, but like diamonds. A do you kid, know what I mean? a kid. I'm, I'm sorry, a, a child. I well, I really don't want to be on the other side of this. Like I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying. I Katie, thought paper. Stop the paper. <laughs> I just thought paper were diamonds, but I think they were also trying to portray. I guess like a lot of the world is like dehydrated and just like seasick, boat sick, sunsick. Right, like. And paper doesn't solve any of that. <laughs> and so that's why I think they would have, I don't get that part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that whole thing was gross. Um, um, yeah. The tone of this movie is a little, like when you're with Dennis like, Hopper, it's like a comedy and it's a little bit like, um, like Michael Keaton's Batman. And then yeah, otherwise it like, is very I'm thinking Mad Max. Of like little 10 year old Nora L watching this and being like, bless her little baby heart. That's upsetting. <laughs> Maybe some of it you don't, I mean, we'll have to ask Nora, like, Maybe you don't get that. Like, I don't know. But the... Traumatized, but yeah. The, that, the allusions to, like, like violation is really rough. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, they're all very hungry because they haven't eaten in months, days, I'm not sure. And uh, Kevin Costner jumps off the boat and recruits a prehistoric water beast. <laughs> <laughs> the way that was edited, I was like, what is happening? It was so giant. It looked like it was going to swallow the entire boat, right? It was so big. Yeah, like, like how, do you, how do you, like, yeah. carve that up? Like, do you bring it all on the boat or do you just... No, like, just a little. You just carve at it in the water and then, like, leave it there? Or, like, does it probably have it sink? I don't know. Right, you think he would go for smaller fish. Once again, ones that he doesn't have to use his body <laughs> as bait. Because you so can't did, eat it all, right? I mean, I guess no. you could drag it. Isn't there? Isn't that like Old Man in the Sea? And he drags it on Yeah, along. and it doesn't work out so well for the it Old doesn't. Man in the Sea. It doesn't. Did he let the whale swallow him and then he blew it up? Or what happened? He <laughs> lived in it for two weeks and then... <laughs> yeah, that's right. He did let it swallow. <laughs> oh, God, did he? Is that why it went dark? Mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And then he like blew it up. Also, like, where does he get all these flares from? I don't understand like how they're flare town. That doesn't make any sense because if you're getting them from like Denver, that's now undersea. Like they're not gonna work, right? Like they're wet. Um, I mean, it's under underwater flares. Flares work when wet, so I think maybe yeah. But once again, how long has it been been since society flooded? So that's a good question. I think. In, there's some article that said it had been like 500 years, which seems pretty quick for mutations to start happening. Yeah. Right. Um, that, that, that actually is Nora L's question, is how many years after the flooding right. does this take place? Well, and like, but, flooding is not instant. <laughs> right. R- yeah. yeah, exactly. That's kind of the other thing. And then why does she, so she's like drawing stuff that matches with the one copy of National Geographic that Kevin Costner has, right? And like the drawings match. And then you're like, well, why does that matter? Well, she's drawing like flowers and trees and things that they don't see. Except in those National Geographics. Right. It's like the same drawings. But then it's like, but the world, right, didn't flood. Like if National Geographic 
is doing an article about this, that means they were like writing as like the oceans is rising to their nose in their... But I assumed, and maybe I didn't get a good look at it, I thought it was just an old issue of National Geographic, like from now, like not about the flooding. Yeah, yeah. but then if it's about, it can't be about Mount Everest. Like it can't no. be about a society that's on Mount Everest. You know no, I mean? but it's, it's no, it just, wasn't. they don't know. He does, he's never seen a tree before. He doesn't know. Oh. But oh, there was like, like a tree in that, in that true. like bunker town, whatever, wherever she came from, they had a big tree growing in the middle of it that was being fueled by dead people, like ooze bodies. <laughs> just not a lot of it makes sense. Well, something, yeah. something else that I think about too, of like him, he must have like dove to get that National Geographic or who knows where it came from. But like, right. it seems like he's the most powerful man in this whole new world. He should be a god. Yeah, because he can get anything. Like he can go to Denver, he can go anywhere and get anything that is survived. And then he can get dirt. I don't know why he was treating that dirt like it was especially he can get it anytime he wants. Um, Although just the muck that is on the bottom of the ocean yeah, isn't like true. the dirt that we have. So I mean, yeah. Um, All right. Okay. We need to we need to speed through. <laughs> we need to power through. So so Kevin Costner teaches the little one to swim. She's happy she has a papa. They're falling in love. Papa, <laughs> I would love to swim, papa. That whole scene was like really over the top sentimental and like so weird because he's just like, now dive under and hold your breath. Um, everything's great. He does, he does a quick, he does a 180 pretty quick on her. Right. And then uh, Commodore Codpiece has a weekend at Bernie, weekend oh, at Bernie's that, death boat. That is like, what I had as well. <laughs> and yeah, me too. What I love is how long they had to have had that set up. Oh, like so with long. jet skis under the water. How long were they holding like their breath? The, the pruniest hands in the world. Um, Wait, I guess they have gills too. They were under no. there for so long. They had little tubes that they're breathing out of. Oh, I Maybe they awesome. could have. Yeah. Also, like the plan of the weekend and Bernie's rigging. Like it takes forever to do that. And like if they don't, if somebody doesn't have binoculars, it doesn't matter. Just you wave because they can't tell. And if they do right. have binoculars, then they know it's a weekend in Birdie's person. <laughs> so, like, why did they do that? I, I think the tale of Weekend at Birdies has been passed down through the ages. <laughs> and it's not so much yeah. a ruse as it is this ritual that they they do. Yeah, as puppeteers, oh. they didn't even try to hide. They're like right behind <laughs> them. It's so weird. I loved it. I loved it. Um so like, wrote, anyways, yeah. I wrote that Commodore Codpiece had a really great no reaction uh, around this time. I don't know what he was reacting to, but he had good reactions, which I enjoyed. Oh, which I forgot to mention this earlier. I think when the smokers first arrived at the little atoll fort, the lookout like sees them and does this like awesome like pant. <gasps> Smoker! Oh, yeah. Just, he really, he, he took like four or five breaths to like, I'm gonna need to say this loud, so let me really get my lungs filled. Um, well, then, then we have like the whole scene where Gene Triplehorn gets to make out with Kevin Costner underwater. Um, oh right, yeah. Oh wait, before that, before that, she goes in the bubble to the bottom of the sea, <laughs> which seems like a whole other movie to me. This like. All of this is like a just like a weird CGI like yeah situation where she's like in that bubble and like I also don't don't try that at home that bubble trick 
Also, like, why doesn't her head explode or, like, whatever? I mean, it doesn't make – it's not pressurized. It doesn't make – he's equalizing, actually. As he goes down, he equalizes. So you're like, oh, I guess he's not evolved to not have to do that. But, like, nope. Yeah. She – I think she would just be dead. Yeah, that – it would have crushed somehow. The water level would have just pressured up. um, And then you're kind of like, if he can breathe underwater, why does he have that anyway? It's, like, for dates. It's, like, that he can just, like, take people down (laughs) to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. What if he is just a serial ladies man, and this is this is his approach? Like I'm gonna be real grumpy Gus yeah, to begin no with, and then I'm gonna show her my bubble. And that's when I'm in. <laughs> oh my god, yes. First, I'm gonna give her little glimpses of my thigh through my pant. Yeah, just just little strips of those glimpses, you know. And I'm gonna let her get naked in front of me and not react. But just be like, uh. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. And then sell her body for a piece of paper right. and her child. That's the that's the biggest part, that's you know. The, that's the key. <laughs> um, so, but then when they come back from underwater, the bad guys are on the boat. And, Cat, and Commodore Cod, I swear to Poseidon, I'll torch your boat. And I like that line. Yeah, that was an indication of like things have changed. Um, and then and then Triple Horn gets to make out with Kevin Costner underwater. I don't yeah. understand how that works, but well. You can just... As soon as she opens her mouth, won't she just, like, oh, and, like, drown? I don't know. You, you use less tongue in this sort of situation. Um, yeah. It's more just, like, a oh. <laughs> what is it? It's oh. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they, then they get back out. They see that his wonderful trimaran has been reduced to a sharp, just steaming metal, smoking... The most uninviting spot in the world, which yep. means it's it's time to visit Bone Town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Nothing, nothing says sex like your child going missing in the hands <laughs> yeah. of murderers. And, yeah, it was. Uh, that, yeah, and you're gonna starve and die of thirst. Can we just talk about how terrible their breath all must be? Because they have no toothpaste. They're dry. They just don't have any water. There's no dry mouths just rubbing together. It makes me want to be so grossed out. So gross. Not good. Not good at all. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Sky King comes back and saves them, right? Thanks to the smoke. He never would have saw them without the smoke. Oh, that's true. I never would have seen it without the smoke. That's my impression. I was trying to do one earlier. It sounded like, uh, I would never have yeah. seen it without the smoke. <laughs> it sounded crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think you win that. that uh. <laughs> it's like he's trying to ta- inhale as he speaks. It's totally I got weird. confused, and I thought that Gregor was the same man as the old man living in the oil. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Like, did they kidnap? Did he fall and he landed in there? I guess they I were don't understand. brothers. Brothers. Okay, brothers. so they were brothers because they looked. Yeah both like the dad from Beauty and the Beast and I didn't understand. Yes, absolutely. I had that note too. Like the blinking giant glasses, (laughs) blinking eyes. Totally. Definitely. So yeah, so we have little girl is kidnapped and she's on the huge tanker and uh, we basically have Kevin Costner recreating Under Siege as he comes back and, you know, stealths in and kills everyone. Yeah. And then does the whole like, I guess it would be sort of the grenade and your crazy guy with the grenade in his hand, but he has a flare on right. this this tanker. Right. 
Um, and then, yeah, after Dennis Hopper gives a speech to, like, anywhere from 25 to, like, a million people, <laughs> like, the camera is always, like, going back and forth. You, like, you look, and it's, like, a wide angle, and it's, like, oh, there's a hundred extras there. And then, like, they're really close, and it makes them seem like it's, like, a million. And they're on the Exxon Valdez. The Exxon Valdez. Yeah. That has been equipped to now be rollable as well, which mm -hmm. does not seem possible yeah. or... Oh. And isn't the guy, that's the guy, that's the, the portrait that's in Dennis Hopper's quarters, right? Of, he was the captain of the Exxon Valdez, like, the painting. Huh. Oh, yeah. It, it looks like Stalin, but I think it's Exxon I think Exxon Stalin Valdez. was the captain of the Exxon Valdez. He wasn't not him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he is, yeah, the Stalin for Alaskan seabirds, I guess. Right. You and then they all, I mean, you know, there's like a, a half an hour to get off this barge. Like I thought as soon as he uh, dropped the dynamite, it was just gonna all awesome explode. Yeah. And then oh, no. I don't know. No, it had a Titanic effect. Yeah. Firetown. Yes. It's a very slow burn explosion. There's a lot of moves that he makes during this that are very uh, fortunate. Like when he, so then it, Kevin Costner like, Dennis Hopper is gonna go away with the girl. And I do like how he talks to her. He's like, behave yourself now. Like Kevin Costner, or like and Dennis Hopper is in a totally different movie. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. And then Kevin Costner decides to crash the plane just so that everybody dies, but only right. Dennis Hopper, but he has no way. It's not like he has an airbag. It's not like the kid has an airbag. So anyway, um, and then they he, get, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, he doesn't shoot when Dennis Hopper's getting on the plane because he doesn't want to hit the girl. Yeah. He has no problem crashing the plane and they're equally dangerous. Yeah, why would, yeah, why would he think that she would survive? Um, so then they get on the balloon with the wizard and I saw like that girl falls like so a half a mile to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> like she would have busted like at some height water becomes concrete. Like she just wouldn't have survived the fall. No. It looks insane. Totally crazy. Oh man. Uh, yeah. I don't want to uh, skip over the fact that old man Blinky who's in the bottom of the the boat when he sees the like flare coming down he's like oh thank god oh uh, my god I yes. did like that I, I wrote poor little oil man said thank god yeah that is can you imagine like what has he been doing <laughs> to just oh want to embrace death so much uh, like, oh yeah. thank god <laughs> I know. Somebody did it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they finally, well, Dennis Hopper tried to do it like once early where he tried yeah. to flick his cigarette. And yeah, it'd be so cavalier about it. Uh, so that guy, like, yeah. I was like, couldn't he have just drowned himself in the oil? But I guess that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to drive it. You, you just want a quick burn death. But then he realized it wasn't going to be that quick and he was going to be alive for 30 more minutes. Yeah, like chamber by chamber. Jesus. <laughs> He's like, any minute now. <laughs> yeah, it'll be blowing it's up my chamber. Me. Just I'll get my glasses ready. Um, okay, so right. So then they're all fine and they're on, uh, they're with Gregor and the hot air balloon and they make it to dry land and uh, Kevin Costner leaves. Yeah, because who would want to stay there <laughs> in paradise? In Hawaii, basically. Oh my uh, God. I know. Just live off of a boat off the shore if you can't handle it. Right. Like, like you can still swim. You can <laughs> still be in the water. And like, you can bone Gene Triplehorn and have the daughter you've always wanted. Why do you have to leave so dramatically? So I did read or was told that um, it had an alternate ending that I guess it was like he had to go back because to, to save others like him, like to kind of save the, the mutants. Which I guess would set it up for a sequel. And that makes a little more sense as to why you would leave rather than, I'm just, I'm a sea man. Come on. 
Yeah, mm -hmm. I think they definitely were thinking that this could turn into the Mad Max series. Totally. Of and it did not. Um, yeah. Uh, and then uh, the girl has been gone for like six years, it seems, but the there's bodies on this island that seem like to be de decomposing for a hundred years. Like oh there's just like gosh. those skeletons that have the... It's really, I don't know. I was expecting a lot more answers once we got to that island. So was that her music box? Were those her parents? Yeah, those yeah. were her parents who tattooed oh, her when she was, that. yeah. Okay. Yeah, but like, we'll just I mean, I guess they've, I guess like, I guess they were eaten by birds perfectly who didn't want to move their bodies, but eat every single piece of meat off of them. Wait, how did she get off the island? Somebody stole her? Well, I think... And this is what Annie was saying that she's like, did I see another cut of this movie? Because I think there was like something really bad happening on the island, maybe. And they like put her out to sea. This is like, the only way to save her, but they tattooed on the back so that someone send her back. Is that true? Oh. Yeah, it was something like they said that they noticed that she was dying or that they were, they knew they were dying and they sent her, the girl out. Well, because it's only when? two. Yeah. Who said this and Did, when? Uh, when <laughs> they like- In the movie? Yeah, it was in the movie when Kevin Costner and then I think it was Gregor come into the bodies and they see them there. Oh. And then one of them was like, oh, they must have known that they were dying. And that's oh. why they sent her out. I bet Gregor um, said it and I bet that's why I didn't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't figure out how to put subtitles on on Amazon Prime. We're like, oh, what yeah. is happening? Like every time he talks, like, oh, God. I didn't yeah. find him that hard to hear. Or understand. Yeah, well, we have this whole air conditioning problem too. Like, anyway, it's probably my problem, but him in particular, I was like, I don't get it. Also, I love that scene where then Jean Triplehorn runs in laughing and she continues laughing for a oh my good, God. Like, 10 seconds while obviously looking down at these dead bodies. Read the like, room. <laughs> she comes in after like just playing fucking hacky sack on the beach with like her cohort. And then, yeah, she never. Yeah, look at the skeletons. That oh. was crazy. And at no time in the movie earlier did she seem to be this bubbly laugh. Lighthearted. Laugh engine. She was... Never. Granted, she was in a bunch of bad get situations. Laid, so. Yeah, maybe that's... Now, what's going to happen to those? They're just... Are there no other humans on that island? Like, they're just... My guess is no. Yeah. Wow. It seems like it. I mean, I guess if the whole thing is like the two of them were dying and they... If you... Have, if you tattoo your baby and send it in like a Moses like canoe out to sea my guess is like there's nobody else why like why were they able to find dry land so easily and nobody else can and if they and it you say it's the map on that child's back I'm gonna <laughs> you see Bridget it's the map uh, on the child's back it was back. a circle with a triangle on top of no it. what what the map actually did have was the, the coordinates lat, the coordinates for it I think in um, kanji. I think it was in ja Japanese. Right. Oh. Um, and and they... so they used a sextant and then they would have needed something else because I think a sextant can only see latitude, not yeah. longitude or something. One of those. The sun or... My dad yeah. would know. He knows how to read one of those. Oh. See, well, as I said, I, I was a, a sailor man, but I was a lake sailor man. It's hard to get too, is... <laughs> too long. You don't really need a, uh, a sextant when you're On a, in a lake. On a lake. But a also, lake. I think the whole thing was like they, right when Gregor is pulling her up backwards, is when he's like, I have better way I get it backwards. backwards. But right, what? like for eight years, he's just not ever considered that it would be a different way. Because I guess they would have been going the wrong way for so many. Yeah. What a movie, huh? 
Yeah, and then so this podcast we'll is almost do... as long as the movie. <laughs> Which the movie was only two hours and thirty minutes. Um, Agreed. I was surprised. I fully expected a three-hour movie. Although it would have been better if it was just two hours. Like yeah. they could have easily shaved off thirty minutes of that minutes. movie. Sixty yeah. minutes max. No, I think they could think... have like keyed down the fights. Like we didn't need like three full action-packed bomb fight scene. It was just the same scene and over and over again. It would have saved so much money and yeah. if, if they hadn't spent so much money on this movie I don't think people would have thought of it as bad no. as people do. Because yeah. I mean... I don't think it would have been famous. I think it's a better movie than Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Um, You're gonna break Katie's heart. Into two <laughs> I mean... <laughs> well, no, I, I mean um, yeah, I very, don't disagree with very that. Similar. I don't disagree with that. I, don't, I think, like, ways. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves is, like, way more, prob- like, dialogue problematic. And Kevin Costner is way better. We I'm know just, like, how expensive whales are to yeah. have. And they should have just eliminated that shark whale from their budget. That's true. <laughs> but in general, I mean, let's say they're about the same or whatever. I think people think of Prince of Thieves as, like, a successful oh, movie. And people right. think of this movie as this awful bomb whatever i think it was you know i think it was like the it was number one in the box office the first weekend it debuted i think and then it just didn't really catch up to itself and then it was the most expensive movie at the time and then it was topped by titanic two years later so i think it just got so famously like um what is the word for like shat upon Uh (laughs) for overspending overspending. i don't even know if people thought it was like the worst movie it was just that like it overspent it was so inflated and then there was stuff i was reading about like that kevin costner stayed in like basically a five thousand dollar a night oh i heard yeah and then like all the crew had to sleep in like unair conditioned bungalows so i think this movie and it had a lot of different like they had to fly Joss, Joss Whedon in to do script changes. And like, I think the screenwriter or the writer like um, went in and out of employment. I don't know. It just seemed like it was a shit show. Right. And some of that uh, you could definitely see on the screen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and then I think it was supposed to be longer. And it, there's an uncut version that I think like helps tie up some loose ends. Yeah, I don't need to. I don't watch the uncut version. No. Uh, so should we do our Hummers, yeah. Bummers, Dummers? Let's do it. Okay. Let's um, let's start off with our with our Hummers. Let's let's raise this ship. You know, if we will. Oh. Bridget, Bridget, you wanna? Or, <laughs> you don't have to go first. Okay. I, I've got I've got one. Uh, yeah, you go first. Okay. Mine is uh, Dennis Hopper. Uh, it's mm-hmm. he was just great in it. It's similar to. Uh, Robin Hood is I thought the villain was the best part of the movie and he just he chewed up scenery and it was amazing all the whole eyeball he was like you said it was in a different movie he had that chin strap for an eye patch oh yeah and it just uh you know, like some of his different line readings were were really spectacular and I enjoyed everything about him in that god rest him. Mm. oh yeah that's a good one I think my Hummer is going to be just the shade that uh, Tiny Lady throws at Kevin Costner's hair. Um, because, again, <laughs> when his hair is wet, it's upsetting to me. It's dry, it's upsetting, but even more so when it's just, like, wet and stringy dangly on his head. I hate it so much. It looks like Linus's hair from yes. Peanuts. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I get it. Like, it's just spaced out weird and, yeah. like, I just don't find it. And I don't like that it's like long, and but like short on the top. Ugh. 
So yeah. it's the shade about they, the hair. They must have been like, do you want to wear a wig, Kevin? Uh, we can, Again. We can do a we can do a wig and it'll make it look amazing. He's like, no, I want it to be my natural, amazing yeah. hair. Yeah, it is. And, and, it wasn't. and he's like the, the director and the star in a lot of the movies that he does. And it just seems like he's, he loves himself wet. So well, he yeah, wrote a whole movie a, about it. There was a comment in, I think that the director who they had a falling out after this, cause they were like best friends, but basically the director was like the, the only person that Kevin Costner should have direct him is himself because he only thinks he's the one who has good decisions or something, something yeah, like that. Yeah, or something like it's a perfect movie for him because he gets to work with his favorite director and his favorite actor himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as, mu- as much as I love our illustrator, um, fantastic illustrator, he gave Kevin Costner too much hair. In the <laughs> <laughs> it was a flattering portrayal. It was more of a flattering portrayal. So ev- everyone, um, when you look at the picture, just in your mind, erase some of that hair. Yeah, yeah. draw some the lines hair in between. Top hair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my my Hummer, we already mentioned it, so I'm going to pivot to a, a second Hummer, but um, the underwater ski lift, I loved. Oh my gosh. I loved when they were just, I loved all of that discovery. And I was kind of, I figured it would be New York just because people love to show the Statue of Liberty or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I, I just loved that scene. And the ski lift I thought was like, cool. Um, Although, fun fact, there's no ski lifts in Denver. In Denver, I know. I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, how fast are they cruising? (laughs) Maybe, like, an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, (laughs) He does have those webbed feet, so he's pushing them. Yeah, exactly. Um, But I think I noted this when it happened, and Phil is a sailor man. um, You might have noted it or maybe you liked it. There's a point where, like, Kevin Costner, it's, like, kind of near the beginning where he's just, like, looking, and all of a sudden he, like, ducks for the boom to come. And he oh, doesn't yeah. even think about it. He's just like, yeah. And it's kind of fun to think about. I loved anything that was portraying like how much people had merged with the sea, with the boat, mm-hmm. like um, instincts being different, especially his. And so I really yeah. like that. You did yeah. a double Hummer? <laughs> double Hummer. <laughs> Katie's first double Hummer. But a bump. Should we dumber? Yeah, let's, let's do some dumbers. I'm going to uh, go first. And it's, go for it, Bridget. Because uh, that, that map tattoo is very <laughs> dumb. Uh, because it's not a helpful map. Now, maybe the coordinates, if you speak the language they're written in, I understand. But that just fighting over a map on the back of a child that is not a map, a triangle on a circle, <laughs> is a dumb plot point. So that's my dumber. Although, like... In the first scene where they have her kidnapped, the guy immediately is like, let's just cut it off of her and then stretch it out. And like, yeah, of course, do that. Yeah. Just cut it or like... Copy it. Yeah, I get it. Wait, can we go back to really quick to the Kevin Costner's crayons? Yes. Like, he found them underwater. So do you think that like, he's hanging on to those for some sort of weird reason that like he wants a child or he had a child or there's like a child thing or what's I think so much of it he doesn't really know what, what it's is. for or what like the mirror thing right, which right. He, he apparently has like a whole bag of those because he's given them out to oh, the yeah. ballets at uh, yeah. Barter Town. But it makes sense right he can go down and get them off of whatever car whenever he wants like That's true. and he's the only one that can but yeah mirror man i do like when he gives her the crayon and he's like not i'm not giving it to her not giving it lending it i guess i'm lending i just borrow it's so it's very cute it's like oh yeah he's like 10 he is emotionally 10 years old um well my dumber is the way and i think it's like the point in the movie where kevin costner switches from being like wily pirate like macgyver that's actually helpful to full-on 
Bruce Willis superhero when he struts on the Exxon Valdez and just like Kaiser Sose just like walks like in full sight of everybody instead of just like take on get the kid and get out like what are you doing uh and then just all of it like I had a note that was like bad plan plus luck equals Kevin Costner like right, yeah. none of it should have worked out and that girl too actually she really pushes it i don't know why she taunts people all the time to basically <laughs> i think she likes getting her slapped. mo yeah she just is like taunting people about how they're terrible how they're ugly they don't like they can't swim These well land people it's in her blood she doesn't even know why maybe she's a sassy land person <laughs> sassy um, girl. but yeah that 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 whole thing was just like come on just get the kid and get out of here why do we strutting up on an aircraft carrier <laughs> Yeah. My dumber is going to be, we sort of mentioned it earlier, but uh, the use of flares in this movie, Mm -hmm. especially when they're going down into the ocean and he's just lighting them and chunking them. Yeah. You know, it's like, and they're just drifting away. It's like they're doing no good. Just Yeah. What is he lighting? I mean, they they make, or just tie them on. So they hang and drift around you instead of just like immediately leaving them and they just like drift off and they take their light with them. I think it's so she can see, but like it really wouldn't help that much. She would just see the flare. See anyway. She was like, <laughs> like, couldn't <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, uh, that that's yeah. that's my dumber. Uh, bummers. And bummer. And my bummer is like a ooze trough of human remain bits because yeah. that's gross and it bummed me out and like. It's just like it bummed me out, like you said, Philip, that they had it in the middle of town square as like their their <laughs> gathering spot, and then they could just fall in there at any time. There's no fence around it. It's really gross. It bummed me out. That is my bummer. Yeah, um, mine is kind of tied up in the two female protagonists. Um, maybe the Jean Triple Horn saved that kid <laughs> after she was thrown off the boat, but like more that like I just don't think this movie needed that love story. I don't. It just felt like forced and rushed and it, and it was so, it was so rushed. It was so quick. Like it didn't make any sense. And um, I just wish the two of them were more likable and able. Like um, it was kind of a bummer. I know that, yeah, there's like women in it, but they were so annoying and not good at anything, which is the opposite of Furiosa and Mad Max. Like that's the way to do it. Like I love that. Yeah. My bummer is going to be the, uh, Barter Island Justice, whereas <laughs> I, I love justice systems and dystopian futures like Thunderdome has a great two-man enter, one-man leaves sort of justice system. And this was, okay, I thought we were going to get some of that of like, no, 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 you can't lynch him here. We're, we're going to do justice. And it's just like, we're going to put you in a cage and then we're going to lower you into the muck. That, that's yeah. it. And it's like, yeah. where's, they could have had like some sort of awesome water combat to see if he like lives oh, or dies, yeah. you know, like trial by combat. Trial and by combat, Thrones. yeah, totally. I, I, they they teased us that we were gonna get it, and they took it away, and that that bummed me out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, do we do? I have a question. Okay. We, yeah. We, um, yeah. This this comes from Annie ICU, and it's what is a scene that you would add to the movie to connect the dots slash answer the question? Oh, can we remove scenes? <laughs> yeah it's so long yeah. I, I mean uh, I'm, I'm like the weirdo that wants to know what happens what happened to everybody on earth because i'm like a selfish human who's like living in climate change right so i'm mm-hmm. like was it sudden was it painful yeah uh, totally. I, I think i more want to know about kevin costner's parents interesting <laughs> uh 
eh, you know, I, I sort of wonder how everyone finds everyone. Like they are just in ocean. So there's not really, I, don't, right. I, I never saw like Kevin Costner using maps or doing that. I think he was just right. sort of going and there's yeah. gotta be so few people left and nothing to really tie them to one sort of space. Yeah, there's no centralization. Do we think that the people that we've seen are the only people? No, I think that that's just a small snapshot of who's out there. Yeah, I mean, but there's I think like weekend there's... at Bernie's people that died. And... Uh, uh... <laughs> they were going to, I mean, yeah, that was just, why well, have a tower? I don't know. I, yeah, I wanted to learn something else about the world, just how it, how it functioned, but I, I didn't want to add more time in the movie. Yeah, I didn't want to add more time either, but I think, I, yeah, I think I needed more, I, w- I wanted more world building, because that was like my favorite part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would have been another $3 billion on the budget. Right, yeah. Uh, okay, so do we want to do our outfits first, or is it for real? Because the only question I had was, Nora Ells, when did this happen? I think we got... I think we have to do our outfits quickly. Yeah, yeah, we're... we're Way done. over. We're way over. So I, I'm going to say Katie. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's probably warm, but instead of exploding the giant fish, I see you're just wearing the whole thing. Like your little face is just popping out of its mouth and you sort of like have put footholds in the bottom of it and you're sort of like yep. slowly walking it around. It doesn't seem functional or comfortable at all, but it's impressive. Well, I've been trying to boost morale uh, and going around singing Baby Shark. (laughs) Yeah. Baby Shark. Baby Big Shark. This outfit has really helped me do. Um, Bridget, I want to compliment you on that giant plastic magnifying glass hat you have on (laughs) for the the SoCal sun, um, which is amazing. And then also that t-shirt with the, the stick figure plus that little like very very quick drawing of a fish which underneath says um a human may love a fish but where would they oh so true i I think about it all the time um philip i i know we're we've been in you know social distancing but i thought that was your hair that you were growing out but it turns (laughs) out it's just a big fluffy crunchy wig like the little girls and it looks good on you um and then i noticed you're just wearing like big bottle top glasses bottle what's it called bottle top coke bottle bottle glasses Mm -hmm. i haven't haven't seen your eyes that big in a long time um and it looks like you're not wearing anything else it looks like (laughs) you are correct (laughs) i mean i'd have to stand up to truly show you but you are you are correct that's the season that's the spirit if it's not what did you say if it's not fashion it's not life yeah that is what's the point of life without fashion (laughs) so i like that you're making a real statement there yeah yeah all right is it for real is it for real um i mean i can go yeah okay i really enjoyed watching this movie i watched (laughs) it I watched half of it one night, then I went swimming in the ocean and felt Ooh. badass and just tried to cabin boy it slash Kevin Costner it <laughs> under the sea. Um, mm-hmm. And I like, uh, because I watched it, it started it late, which is why I stopped it. And then I just like really couldn't wait to figure out like what happened. Um, so I know we talked about all the failures and like, it's definitely, it's an inflated budget and there's a lot of problems and I could, I have way, way more notes about all of those things, but you know, for the sake of time. Um, but uh, I think this movie is for real. 
Like I would recommend people watch it. And I totally get why Nora liked it as a kid. Like if I had seen this as a kid, as a kid, all I would be doing is the stuff they did in this movie. Like with jet, like trying to do jet skis and like swimming and stuff. Um, so that, that's, I think it's for real. All right. Uh, Bridget, you want to go? Or you want yeah, me to Yeah, I'm gonna. Go? I'm just gonna go ahead and say I don't think this movie is for real. <laughs> Shocker! It's probably for all the exact reasons that Katie says it's for real. But she and I are such good friends. We just we're like Bert and Ernie. Yeah, like, I know. So many ways. Our um, differences is what makes this podcast great. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't. I didn't. I mean. Again, I think the Captain, you know, Commodore Cod piece is delightful. Um, but like, I would not recommend it. Be like, do you want to be bored and watch Kevin Costner at Hairline for three hours? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a not for real rating. Okay. Uh, as tiebreaker, tiebreaker, tie uh, <laughs> my and my vote is not influenced uh, by the suggestor I of this movie. You. Because uh, I'm an independent ma'am. Uh, <laughs> I am going to say that it is for real. Whoa! Um, I just think that while extravagant and too much, the action scenes are pretty cool. Yeah. You're just like, what? Why are they doing this? And I, I think that, you know, um, the, yeah, Commander Codpiece. Uh, he's just amazing in it, and his deliveries are great. I think it goes on some tangents that it, it didn't need to, and once again can be 30 minutes shorter, but I think there's just a lot to be entertained at, and yeah. even just the whole process of watching this like fiasco, which I think the AV Club used to do like a failure fiasco or secret success or something like that. Oh, interesting. And I mean, it's definitely, this movie is definitely not a failure. I think it has some fiasco and some actual success in it. And I think watching those two make it for real. Yeah. Yeah. There were a couple of points where like, like when he bungee jumps off of the balloon <laughs> and when, and when he swims like a little cabin boy where I'm like, I just, I felt so embarrassed. I was like, oh my God, stop, please stop. I can't yeah. handle this. Stop doing what you're doing. Um, but in general, yeah, I, I was glued. I, it's, I really it's liked entertaining. it. It's entertaining. It's yeah, entertaining. Totally. All right, Bridget, are you ready to... I'm ready with my song. Play us out. Here we go. Now, this song I used, I believe, on the Game of Thrones podcast. Did I not? Brandy? It doesn't I, I don't know might have what what episode would you would you have used it for i'm and, trying to think about somebody leaving what's the chorus uh hold on i'll get you Brenda. i don't think Anyways, you did one of our listeners should comb through all of our episodes of game of yeah. so basically it's all about this mariner who falls in love with a woman named brandy but he can't be with her because he loves the sea more than her and that is kevin costner kevin costner yeah totally um also i love this song and i like to sing it at karaoke good oh that is nice i actually Brandy. don't know part of why i what think i didn't play it in game of thrones is i don't think i've ever heard that song oh really so well, i'm gonna i think it'll be played at my wedding Awesome. Have you not seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2? I haven't you even should... seen one. They're good oh, movies. I know they are. Get, I get on I need to get on the train. But I've seen Both of you guys, they're actually better than the Avengers, I gotta say. Yeah. I gotta say. I believe um, that. Yeah. 
All right. All right. So we're at three hours for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did. This is, it's just an episode of like Mystery Science Theater 2000. <laughs> we just yeah, we've been the watching movie. the movie the whole time. Yep. <laughs> huh. All right, y'all. Oh. Well, oh, do we want to say what we're watching for next week? Yeah, do Katie. Yes, Katie. I believe that next week we shall be watching Troop Beverly Hills. Nice. Which and, is exciting. Before we leave, can you just say Waterworld one more time? I thank you for uh, having listened to us review Waterworld. Drink!